1: So to share history, history,
0: the fresh maker.
1: Ooh, ooh. Those. Let's talk for a second about Mentos commercials. <laughs> Where have they gone? I haven't seen any. Where in a have while. they gone? They were iconic. Also, I wrote a series of sketches that parodied very specific, like late '90s commercials, and one of them was a Mentos parody. So I watched a lot of Mentos commercials. Those, they don't make sense. No, <laughs> do not make sense. I saw like
0: some article at one point that the whole article was just talking about Mentos commercials from the 90s. Like and that they don't make sense and that was like what they like leaned into.
1: They were just and- like oh man you sat on a bench that has paint on it and you have an important job interview. Oh, the, this mint gave you a great idea to roll around on the bench. <laughs> or like, my favorite is that I was trying to figure, I was, when I was looking at them, I was like, what is the quintessential Mentos one? And it was the one where a bunch of friends are at an intersection. It's called like Mentos Crosswalk. Crosswalk, I think, is like the name of the, yeah. the commercial. And a bunch of friends are at like a crosswalk. And the half the friend group, almost a whole friend group, makes it across the crosswalk before like a car comes or whatever but then there's a car in the way and so the last guy is like oh no oh i can't cross the street because there's a car and so he opens the back seat of the car and scoots through the back seat of the car because the mint told him to um it's like <laughs> oh, demonic possession mint. what should i do <laughs> And, I, and then, like, he's like, Whoa, I went through the back of this car and then, like, goes out the other side. And I'm like, why one, why is this considered the quintessential Mentor's commercial? <laughs> and two, it 100% is because it's the one that makes the least sense. Like, what a as fresh you idea. Said crosswalk,
0: I knew which one you're talking about. And the paint one, too. Because he, like, sat, and then he's like, oh, I'll make it pinstripe or
1: something. Mm-hmm. I'm like. There's a mannequin one where it's like you were playing hooky, but then your mom's at the mall. And so you like pop a Mentos and then like pose at the mannequins to blend in. I, I, I know I can reverse engineer the concept of it being like, what a fresh idea. Or like, you need a bright idea. You need a fresh idea. But I don't buy into it. I do think Mentos are delicious, though. They're candy, though. They're not mints.
0: The fresh idea makes sense for the paint one of like, oh, shit, what am I going to do? I've got my my board mating I don't have time to change or let this dry. Um, but is it like I'm getting a fresh idea or like, I don't know what the fuck to do. I'm just going to pop a Mentos and just like, I'm just going to pop that. a pill
1: and see what happens.
0: It's <laughs> so like, go balls to the walls. Mentos, give me
1: energy and or they also all end with they also all involve a casting that i would love to play which is there's always the one person in them who are like what are you doing you crazy person like the guy painting the bench who sees him and is like what's this guy's office rocker Uh, or like the guy in the car uh, when he scoots through <laughs> and I'm like, that's the role I want. Cause they all end with like somebody, somebody looking at them like, you're bananas. And then the Mentos guy, cause it was, I feel like it was always the same guy always. with the same floppy hair. Yeah. Like, like going, like kind of like holding the Mentos and kind of like shrugging or like winking. Before yeah, like- doing the Like sticking it out. I just watched Clueless again. <laughs> and, and when Brittany Murphy, rest in peace, you treasure, oh. uh, reciting the whole end of a Mentos commercial makes me really happy. I forgot about it. Oh my
0: it. God. I don't... Is that what she was doing in that?
1: Yeah, she's she's in... She's watching TV and when Paul Red's character like, oh, you have another follower and, she, and Cher is like, no, she's great. And it's her reciting with the TV the end oh, of a commercial. Oh, I forgot
0: about that. I haven't seen that movie in a while. But that's... Uh,
1: go watch Clueless. All right, great. Uh, and this has been Shared History... <laughs>
0: and lights we did yeah. Natalie, what are you gonna talk about today um you know a fresh
1: idea i'm gonna talk about a man with some fresh ideas actually Woo. uh just like the whoever sold that concept to mentos <laughs> uh is a brilliant con man i'm gonna talk about a con man Ooh. Um, i would like to say that This topic is brought to you by the discovery of this gentleman on a family vacation to Alaska. And it just turned into my brother-in-law doing what he decided an impression of this man would be based solely on his silly, silly name. <laughs> and so the second we started this podcast four seasons ago, it was requested of me by multiple members of my family <laughs> to tell the story of Soapy Smith. <laughs> that's how we <laughs> talk about <laughs> it. No. So this is the story of Soapy that's, Smith. That
0: sounds like a cartoon prospector or something. But this is
1: exactly why, when we were walking around Skagway, Alaska, and we saw like this. <laughs> also, thing. that's his voice.
0: Oh, that, that's 100% what Soapy Smith
1: like. I don't Smith know anything like. about
0: Soapy Smith. Oh, but I know that that's his <laughs>
1: voice. Um, shout out to uh, my brother-in-law, Kaelin, who does the best Soapy Smith. We were, we were on a train in Skagway, and my dad was crying because because Kaelin just, like, kept talking as Soapy Smith, and it made no sense. Because there was, okay, there was, like, an animatronic-looking figure you know when you there's like the real history museums that you can like walk through and they have basically the madame tussaud like wax figurines or maybe animatronics like hall of presidents there was one of soapy smith it was like you could peer in this bar that was his and it was it just or there was a picture of it in this like brochure and it was the most rickety ass looking thing that we've ever seen and they were like this beautiful recreation, and so um, it was just my brother-in-law, Kalen, doing this thing breaking down and stuttering, being like, being like, "I'm I'm Soapy Smith," and just doing it. Just we will will have to get a video of him doing it for the gram because
0: yes, please, I
1: cannot do it justice, but I can tell you the story of Soapy Smith outside of my family lore. So Soapy Smith, his name is not Soapy, he's a con man. So of course his name comes from like a con he ran. He's slippery like a bar of soap. Ooh, that's actually, I mean, that makes sense too, but that's not what it was. (laughs) Um, He was born Jefferson Smith. So his name was Jefferson Smith. He was born in Cowetta County, Georgia, to a wealthy family. Grandpappy was a plantation owner and a Georgia legislator. His dad was an attorney, but you know the family was met with a fin- some financial ruin at the yeah. close of the civil war i wonder why <laughs> i wonder why the plantation owner and the legislator had- were having money problems uh so in 1876 they moved to texas this is where soapy got the con man bug he started a gang of shills and thieves and what? shills and thieves, like what plants, are like shill,
0: like pl- shills are like the, that's just an idiom. I don't know. And I want
1: to know Shills are just, it's just another word for like con man or hustler. It's oh the, the shill is the person who, I think that the shill is the person who like tries to get you to buy into, they're the person who's like the plant. This I don't think this is actually true. Oh, plan. but I think that they're the plant. When you say shills and thieves, I'm like the shill is the person who's like, "Wow, I won big on that last game of three card monty." Yep. Are you feeling lucky? I feel like that's the shill. I don't yep. know if that's actually accurate.
0: Miss the misdirection.
1: Yeah. Um. But having a shill like shills were a big part of of Soapy's like first racket. Well, not his first racket because his. He became known as the King of the Frontier Con Men. Um, And this started very early when he was in Texas. His gang specialized in short cons, um, quick swindles with very little setup or assistance needed, such as, like I just mentioned, the shell game, three card Monty, um, or like rigged poker games. Um, But their most well-known con and the eventual namesake as the Soap Gang was the Prize Soap Racket, which went like this. Smith would set up a display case piled high with bars of soap. You know, and then they basically would fight? gold on the frontier. There. <laughs> That's what they really came to dig for, soap. Um, as he set up the case, he did all of this crowd work. Could have been a great stand-up. Uh, he'd wrap money around a few select bars of soap. He'd wrap between a $1 dollar and a hundred dollars around Ooh. the soap. But then he'd wrap them in plain paper. We got a real Willy Wonka situation going on here. <laughs> He'd wrap them in plain paper so that the, all the bars looked the same and the money was hidden. And they'd make a huge show of mixing the prized soap in with the regular soap in this big display. And then would start selling the soap to the crowd for a dollar a bar. So... You're like, I could buy in for a dollar. At the very least, I get a bar of soap. I might get $100 and a bar of soap. Yeah. And so the shill and the crowd would buy a bar and find money. You would immediately find one that had money in it. And so that would make more people be like, I also can do this thing that literally just is just me buying a bar of soap, yeah. um, and then when half the soap was gone, Smith would say that the hundred dollars still remained in the pile, and would start auctioning off the remaining bars. So now everyone thinks that the that the uh, the statistical likelihood of them getting right. the hundred dollars is now higher.
0: It's like Storage Wars.
1: Yeah, it's one hundred percent storage Smith, <laughs> um, story Smith. That's genius. Oh, and of course, of course, through sleight of hand, the money bars—the bar with a hundred dollars—always went to one of his shills. Shocker. Literally, all of the ones with money in them went to a plant. And then one time, the like, the legend has it that one time he was arrested by an officer, Officer John Holland, who forgot Jefferson Smith's first name and wrote "Soapy" in <laughs> like the booking book. Yeah. And it and it stuck. But he, he kind of only did the soap racket in uh, in Texas, and that's like not even where he reached the highest amount of fame. So he kind of he kind of outgrew that when he moved because then he goes to Denver and he starts he starts building the first of his three con empires.
0: Well, you know the reason he stopped doing that in Texas because of the old saying. That, well, they have it in Texas that fool me once. Shame on, shame on me. you! Fool me too. well, you, you, you can't fool me again.
1: <laughs> all right, to all quote, right, all right.
0: To quote the president George W. Bush Sorry. of Texas, that's my favorite. You can't fool me again. He forgot it.
1: So Soapy had to get out of Dodge. Sorry, I had to. <laughs> and I'm so happy you did. Uh, he goes to Denver, and Denver, he becomes so powerful that. He and his gang don't even have to keep skipping town to like evade the police or to like sell their cons. Um by eighteen eighty seven, so he's been there for eight years, uh, it is said that he was involved in most of the criminal activity in the city. <laughs> like everything comes back to old Soapy. And also that he controlled pretty much all of the city's criminals and underworld gambling and likely had uh politicians and the police chief on the take. Mm-hmm. Um part of his empire was he opened a club he opened the tivoli club a combination saloon and gambling house his younger brother operated a cigar store that was a front for rigged poker and other cons he also had fraudulent lottery shops he had he had fake watch and diamond auctions he uh had like he would sell stocks for non-existent businesses. No. He did a little bit of everything in the con business.
0: A Renaissance man, if you a will. A real
1: con Renaissance man.
0: Reconnaissance man.
1: Oh, it's a completely different version of Soapy. He was a spy the whole time. He had just enough cops in on his payroll that his he and his gang were like never arrested in Denver. Yeah. One source was like, uh, some probably just didn't arrest him though, because he was known for a quick and violent temper. And they just were like, I don't have time for that.
0: <laughs> you know no, what? Thank you.
1: Let him sell the stocks, the businesses that don't exist. <laughs> I don't, I can't. Um, if they were arrested, they of course weren't spent long behind bars at all. Uh, they're the mayor of Denver uh, that was basically like in bed with him, if you will. <laughs> Ooh. Sexy, Sophie. Uh, you don't need that bar of soap because you dirty.
0: It's like a soap opera at this point. Oh. Hey-o. Uh
1: The The mayor that was on the take was found out, was exposed, I think, by jour- local journalists and was um, kicked out of the office. And yet somehow S- Smith remained safe and untouchable. They were like, you can't be mayor anymore because this con man. But no, 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 no. We're not going to do anything about that con man. <laughs> Cass, Cass, they did it.
0: Did, wait, what now?
1: They did it. They, they finally did it. Greatest store in the universe. Who? Raygun. They did it. They're the greatest store in the universe. Oh. Says who? Says Raygun.
0: Oh, okay. I'll buy it.
1: You know what else he can buy?
0: Clothing, home goods, and time travel supplies at raygunsite.com or at any of their six stores? Exactly. Use promo code SHAREYALATER to save on your next order. That's
1: raygunsite.com, promo code SHAREYALATER, all one word. But then in 1892, Denver started pushing through all these anti-gambling and saloon reforms. So Smith sold the Tivoli, uh, popped over to Creed, which was a little mining town that was booming. Uh, he coerced property owners to sign over their leases and moved all of his friends into their places and announced that he was now the camp boss and started his second empire. It was just a real, I'm king of the castle situation. <laughs> uh, just moving all your friends and now y- you own the place. That's literally what England <laughs> did to everyone. So it it tracks. <laughs> Uh, and so this is where he starts his second empire. So remember, I said there were three. We're on empire two already because we had to... We Seattle we,
0: out of Denver.
1: Again, he ropes ropes in his family. He gets his brother-in-law and a fellow gang member. Yeah, he got them set up as the deputy sheriff. So that also helped. <laughs> They're like, this guy's the sheriff now. Oh, uh, okay. So here he starts the Orleans Club. Um, he got rich, but to his credit, he also sort of took care of the town. Mm-hmm. Um he expelled violent troublemakers, you know, as long as they weren't him uh, other, <laughs> other than himself. He's like, you I a can say
0: temper? only I can have one of those.
1: Yeah, it was very this town ain't big enough for the both of our violent tempers. <laughs> he he builds churches, he buries unfortunate prostitutes according to this article, unfortunate sex workers. Uh but he left the town when corrupt Denver officials sent word that Denver was open for business again. (laughs) They were like, Hey, Soapy, the reforms didn't last. You can come back. And he was like, all right, bye, bye creed. It gives me a very like
0: peaky blinders game, gangs of New York. Like I'm a you dirty rat, my boss, but like I'm taking care of the people. Also, I'm from Queens.
1: (laughs) Hey, hey, hey. I get, I get, I get. But I also give. I'm walking
0: here. Carriage goes by.
1: I'm walking here. And also occasionally helping old ladies walk in here as well. (laughs) What's that, Denver? (laughs) Oh, sorry. Gotta go, Creed. I gotta go. Every time I hear Creed, I'm also like, is that? I swear to God. No. (laughs) No. I, just sure. think, I was just
0: thinking of Creed Bratton. I was like, you know, there's a Creed Bratton in but Creed. But I mean,
1: I mean the town of Creed. I swear, like, I, I looked it up because I was like, is Creed the town in um, the limited series Godless? Like, what is the town of Creed? Why do I know that? But that's not. The town in Godless okay. is Belle? I don't know. So please, listeners, dear readers, please write in and tell me why I know the town of Creed um other than maybe it's just from this research uh and i just decided that it i'll do that
0: i'll have read through so many articles it's like oh i know this from something it's like oh because you've been reading it from various sources over and over again
1: (laughs) i know this from just a few hours ago uh after he left creed most of the business district went up in literal flames we love a fire uh, including the old uh, Orleans club, his club. Then back in Denver, his power grows again. His power grows in Denver to the point that he flat out tells the press that he's a con man. No one cared. There's a quote from him that says, I consider Bunco steering more honorable than the life led by the average politician. He's just like, yeah, I'm a con man, but at least I'm not a politician. <laughs>
0: Everyone loves a politician joke, so that probably won him people.
1: He's like, I rig games and steal your money. They steal elections and steal way more of your money and also (laughs) your health care and also your resources and also (laughs) your sanity. So cut to 1894. Denver, we're cracking down again, but it's not just Denver. It's all of Colorado. The new governor, Davis Hanson Waite, goes on an anti-corruption bender, fires Some Denver officials, a.k.a. Soapy's friends, they refuse to leave their positions, fortify themselves in City Hall with other corrupt officials and police. Governor Waite has to send the state militia to remove them. Oh, my God. And then when Smith joined his corrupt friends at City Hall to, quote unquote, help, they commission him as deputy sheriff (laughs) so that he can basically do whatever he wants to help them get out of the bind too soon too soon yeah. <laughs> they climb they climbed city hall's central tower with rifles and dynamite to fend off any attackers eventually governor Waite gives up at city hall and moves the battle to the courts where the governor was reprimanded for bringing in the militia he's like all i did was fire these denver officials and they turned it into a siege situation they That's didn't all. That's all. They didn't oh. take the breakout well, is what <laughs> the, the breakup well, is what I'm saying. Yes. So in response to that, Wait closes all of Denver's gambling dens, saloons, bordellos, etc. cetera. Um, Smith still at least still has his title of deputy sheriff, so he can make fake arrests at all of his own gambling houses. <laughs> um, it vic- says the victims were happy to leave when, quote, officers allowed them to walk away from the crime scene rather than be arrested. Eventually Soapy and his brother become his brother's name is Bascombe, by the way. Like B-A-S-C-O-M-B. uh um, Bascomb. Just your average, just Jefferson and Bascomb.
0: Jefferson Bascomb. Uh
1: they become they eventually somehow become too well known and couldn't be protected anymore. And I'm like, they told the press. Everyone everyone knew. So yeah. where was the tipping point of too many people knowing when everyone knew? <laughs> They were charged with attempted murder for the beating of a saloon manager, and Bascom was jailed, but Soapy got away. Now a wanted man in Colorado. Ooh. So, so I think we're at like Empire two and a half. Okay. okay. So now the Klondike Gold Rush is is a rushlin' and grusherlin. It's booming. We got gold. <laughs> so so Soapy Smith. He loves that good, good gold. He heads to he heads eventually to Skagway, Alaska. I we don't need it. We don't need to make a pit stop. We go to Skagway. We go to Skagway where I meet Soapy Smith. So this is where (laughs) things are important. But actually, it's like his empire everywhere else. That's like super interesting. He has an empire in Skagway. It is also fascinating. Um, His first attempt ends in failure. Because the miners ran the town and the miners' committees weren't cool with him operating his three card Monty and like shell games on the White Pass Trail. So he tries to, he's like, fine. I thought this is, I thought you guys were gonna be cool. I thought Alaska, this would, be, I thought Alaska would be cooler than this. <laughs> I hate this place. I wanna go home. <laughs> so he leaves Alaska for a bit. He comes back. And then it was a lot of the same. Of what he did everywhere else, he first he puts the the town's deputy U.S. marshal on his payroll, and he just begins collecting allies because that's got, what he Like does. he's
0: got the outline; he knows how this works.
1: Yeah, he's like I've successfully done this for extensive periods of time. Like he was in yeah. Denver. If you if you don't count when he jumped ship to Creed and come like if you just okay if you don't count his sabbatical in Creed. He's operating in Denver for a while, for like over a decade. So he knows how this works. Yeah. But also, but still, some of the shit he does in Skagway uh, tickles me. He, mostly this one, I don't know why I love this so much. He had a telegraph station. Oh my God, Jefferson Smith is doing some legit business. False. (laughs) The telegraph station, the lines, the wires only went to the wall. <laughs> this is this is eight. What did I say? This was like 1897 ish, a little bit after. The telegraph lines did not reach or leave Skagway until 1901. <laughs> Why? But he's just like, no, 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 we uh, we figured it out. <laughs> so he made money, he made money on the sending fees,
0: he would send telegrams. Or telegraphs to no one.
1: Yeah, yeah. People would be like, "I gotta send this telegraph," and he'd be like,
0: "Okay, <laughs> tip a tap, tip a tap." I'm doing it. So bad, so, big,
1: so, big, so big. Big. He's just he's just messing out some mad beats. <laughs> um, but he would just yes, he would just make money on the sending fees. He also basically at this telegraph station. I'm not really sure how, uh, but I saw something that was like he basically invented online poker. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not really sure how that one worked. He again opens a saloon, as is his standard practice. Uh, it was called Jefferson Smith's Parlor, and this is where he ran his operations, and it was known as the real city hall.
0: Ooh. Uh
1: that is where the that is where I think the picture recreation thing that we saw was from. Was like a they're like, we we created Jefferson Smith's parlor.
0: Yeah, I just googled Sophie Smith and.
1: Did you see the animatronic? He looks
0: exactly that picture that you're trying, He looks exactly like his hat's like on the back of his head. He's got a scraggly beard and he's just looking like, oh, "Hey,
1: you but can I trust me." But I also pictured
0: him in like overalls and like 84 years old.
1: No, he was a younger guy. He did. He did Young all right. Buck.
0: Hey, Nat, can we make this quick? I have to go check on my sponge.
1: Your sponge? Ugh, you've been binging Bake Off again, haven't you?
0: Four words, Paul Hollywood soggy
1: bottom. Okay, well, when you're done with amateur hour, the adults will be over here ordering cakes from the pros at ECBG Cake Studio, because they make specialty cakes for all occasions. We're talking custom birthday cakes. We're talking jaw-dropping wedding cake masterpieces. We're talking Paul Hollywood just shook my hand, I deserve a cake cakes.
0: ECBG Cake Studio, you said?
1: Yes. And if you insist on trying to perfect your sponge, they also offer online baking classes. So follow at ECBG underscore studio on Instagram or visit their website, ECBGstudio.com. Again, he just says allies and gang members all over the city. Oftentimes it was... You were a gang member first, and then he got you into a position of power. But he had he had newspaper reporters and clergymen on the take. They did the groundwork. Clergymen? Yup.
0: Well, I guess he's building it's churches Alaska. and helping him out. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so his gang's job was to steer new folks to his dishonest shipping companies, hotels, gambling dens, et cetera, so that then Soapy could run them dry. If someone... uh was likely to make trouble or resist, or if somebody like resisted being recruited, Soapy would make an appearance and offer to pay their way out of Skagway. So he basically, he would appear as like the savior, even though he was the one who ruined them, <laughs> but they didn't know. They didn't know it was him. Right. Um, of Um Like there is a vigilance committee, the committee of 101 or 101 in Skagway that tried to kick him out. But he formed his own quote law and order society, and his crew outnumbered the Vigilance Committee. So he remained. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, you guys got a committee? Yeah, I got friends too. Yeah. <laughs> During the Spanish American War, he formed his own volunteer army called the Skagway Military Company, with himself as a captain. The man loves the title, and and it had the approval of the United States Department of War. And then he wrote to President McKinley to receive official recognition for his company, which then just strengthened his control over the town. They And they, they even had him uh, ride as marshal in their parade. But then literally, this is this is like summer of, this is July 1898. So I assume it would have been like their 4th of July parade. So he rides as marshal in the parade. Days later, Smith's gang tries to swindle a returning miner in a game of three card Monty. And then he doesn't pay his losses, so they grab his sack of gold. The sack of gold valued at $2,700. Then, about $78,000 today. Who's carrying around a sack of $78,000? A a Klondike miner who just came back from the mines. It's gold. (laughs)
0: Okay, fair.
1: We're in Alaska. Everything is gold.
0: I love gold.
1: So he, he like they, he's like, I'm the marshal of this parade. Now I'm robbing you. <laughs> he grabs their money and he runs. The Committee of 101, or 101, I don't know which way they call it, uh, demands he returns the gold. But he wouldn't. So they organize a meeting at Juno Wharf. And Smith tried to make an appearance at this meeting that I'm pretty sure is like not being held. It's not being held in his honor. Soapy can't read the room. <laughs> Soapy's like, oh, they're holding this meeting. They're gonna talk about me. I should go. It's very, uh, was it Tom Sawyer being at his own funeral? <laughs> he tries to make an appearance. He has a Winchester rifle draped over his shoulder. So clearly, he's he's up to all good. Oh yeah. Uh, he gets in an argument with one of the wharf guards, and it escalates to a shootout. It's called the Shootout on Juno Wharf, and here, Smith says his last words. <gasps> My God, don't shoot. <laughs> Stop.
0: That's what his it, last words were. But say well, it as Soapy Smith now. My God, don't shoot. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm Soapy Smith. <laughs> Which he said after every sentence. Mm-hmm. I'm Soapy Smith.
1: I'm, 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 I'm Soapy Smith. Uh, they say, through the death of Soapy, Skagway had no crime no more crime okay after after that soap slipped away <laughs> um and I had to I had to do I had to do an episode on him because
0: I love that I love that it was a game of three card Monty that did him in mm-hmm. he, he ran these empires but he just couldn't help himself he just needed that he needed that fix that quick fix
1: well, the, the miner wouldn't give wouldn't didn't go down gracefully, wouldn't lose gracefully, wouldn't be conned gracefully. I don't <laughs> think it's called losing if it's a con. <laughs> and he he had to take that sack of gold and run. Yep. But I just love that it, I just love that the story stories is like his last words were My God, don't My shoot. God, don't shoot.
0: <laughs> Wait, so it was like not like a duel, but like they just
1: no. He just. They were having this meeting to talk about how to get rid of him, and it worked out that they got rid of him because he couldn't resist coming to the meeting. But
0: he came with a gun, and then he's oh, yeah. like,
1: "Oh, don't shoot." He can't. He wanted. He wanted to attend the committee. I feel like he probably I don't
0: know wanted. What we got to at that point.
1: know yeah, like how it escalated.
0: How it escalated, and yeah. Just everything that was going on in that meeting, I really want to know everything
1: about. I don't think he made it into the meeting. I this is what I think. I think that Soapy has talked his way out of a lot of shit. I mean, he's a con man. Confidence yeah. men are all about. the what con man what,
0: stands for? Yeah, it's
1: confidence man.
0: Never knew that. <laughs> Aww, I oh. I actually
1: that's I taught you something today.
0: I learned something.
1: Yeah, because they're called confidence games, and I I don't know if that comes from the fact that like. You could sell anything if you're confident. No, okay. real fake it till you make it kind of attitude.
0: <laughs> Confidenced artist, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. I like the I I like to think that he went to this meeting cuz he's like surely I can smooth things over with the committee of one of 101.
0: Well, he's always had everyone in his back pocket too. I'm sure he thought that like they're not gonna want to push this because of how much power I have, how much influence.
1: He wanted to roll into that meeting and be like, "Listen, I'm. In, I get that you you keep trying to get rid of me, but I don't understand. I'm just such a likable guy. I'm Soapy Smith. Gosh darn, I'm so Smith, and gosh darn it, people like me. <laughs> My God, don't shoot.
0: <laughs> That's exactly how it went. Yeah. We got it. We know now.
1: But also, like, he's also a bully. He's a smooth talker with a short temper. So he knows himself. To thine own self be true. I'm going to walk in to this here meeting. I'm going to talk my way out of it. And if I can't talk my way out of it, I brought my gun. I'm not going to use my gun. I'm just going to have this Winchester rifle draped over my shoulder to remind you that I could use this gun. (laughs) It's a power move. I didn't even it was think about that. a Con
0: cuz he didn't end up following through with it.
1: Nope. Well, he didn't want to he's like I'm not here to fight you, Mr. Guard. I have a bone to pick with the people in that meeting. Right. Please just let me in.
0: The one Con he couldn't pull. The trigger.
1: Wow. 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 <laughs> I honestly like don't know. I'm I don't want to say I'm sure he killed people. But I also, like, don't know, aside aside from the fact that, like, he was known for having a violent temper, none of my research said he killed this man or anything. It was always, like, coercion.
0: It wasn't it like was... a mob boss, like, I'm going to whack you. No, it's there
1: like... was always another way to do it.
0: Yeah. Which is probably why he was so successful, because... If you're keeping the peace or not disturbing the peace, then the police, like, what incentive are they going to have to shut you down if you keep lining their pockets and you're really not doing anything other than questionable legality of things?
1: I mean, you're stealing from people. You're stealing from people. You're selling stocks for made up business. (laughs) Yes. Like, we're not doubting that Soapy Smith is a criminal. Right. But also, it seems like he never he never escalated.
0: That's what I mean.
1: He's to keeping murder. things murder.
0: Yes, he's not escalating things. He's being a criminal, but he's like doing it in a way that he's Batman. Politicians man. and criminal league type people are like, ah, that's nothing. Go he's, ahead.
1: He's he's Batman. He's got a code. He doesn't kill.
0: Well, we don't know that. <laughs>
1: He's like I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to break every bone in your body and leave you outside of Gotham City Police Department.
0: And then, you know, burn half the building and mm-hmm. half the city in the process of trying to I love
1: anytime guy. anytime it's like superheroes. We save the city, the city, and it's just like a drawing
0: of... <laughs> Oh my god. The like the intro of the other guys. Did you ever watch that? No. It's um
1: isn't Russell Crowe in that or am I making that up?
0: No, he might be in it, but he's not the main guy, but it's like
1: Gerard Butler? No. Am I just like naming... John I'm just...
0: Cena? It's not John Cena. I don't know. It's these two, like... What am I
1: thinking of?
0: Uh, oh, it's Will well, Ferrell it's...
1: and Mark Wahlberg.
0: And Mark Wahlberg, yeah. But there's these, like, two badass cops who destroy the entire city to go after, you know, like, some douchebag with a joint. Like, you caused... 30 million dollars worth of damage for a guy that had less than an ounce of pot on him but it's like the most badass action sequence they're so proud of themselves and then they get in trouble which is why they need to bring in the
1: the other guys guys. uh but that just
0: made me laugh because they just like pan after the whole like car chase they pan back to the city
1: and it's just mayhem and destruction a spot-on commentary Yep. Of law enforcement. uh, the um, Michael Keaton's in that, right? Is he one of the...
0: Yeah, he's like the... Turn on your badge.
1: Oh, he's like the police the, captain or yeah. chief.
0: Mm-hmm. I need to re-watch that movie. I feel like that movie was really funny. Michael Keaton was really funny in that movie from what I remember.
1: Oh, you know what I'm thinking of? What are you thinking of? I was thinking of... I think it's called The Nice Guys. That has Russell Crowe in it. Yeah. That's Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling.
0: There were a lot of buddy cop comedies with seemingly not comedians for a while. Yeah.
1: There. I don't think they're cops in the nice guys. I think they're well, oh I guess they are PIs. I thought that they were um I mean PIs aren't cops, but I Long. thought that they were uh like hitmen or something like that. Um But I haven't seen either of these movies. I love when we talk about movies and I'm like, I haven't seen either of these, but I'm but I am gonna die on the sale. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you know who died on that hill
1: not Soby Smith. Smith he died on a wharf
0: he died on a wharf you're right
1: but Soapy Smith three empires all ending because he couldn't keep couldn't, couldn't stand to lose a game of three card Monty and couldn't stay away from a meeting about him I wonder if he was a Leo <laughs> <laughs> I bet he was he's like my name was on the flyer but I'm not invited <laughs> No fair! Everyone in there's like no soapy. This is—it's a revenge party. With somebody's head on a stake. Is that it? Yeah.
0: I'm sorry. I had to look it up. Uh, and he's a Scorpio, which
1: checks out. Come at us, Scorpio. <laughs> Could you resist a part if you knew? If you knew that i'm assuming they're called the committee of 101 because there's 101 of us but i'm making i could be making that up but if you knew that a hundred people from your town your small town are having a meeting about you you are not the guest of honor but you are the topic on the top of the agenda you trying to tell me that you would stay away
0: i would 100 go but i'm a pisces so i would like be profusely apologizing. I don't know what I did, but like, I'm sorry. They'd be like, like Cass, just... this is your
1: surprise birthday party.
0: Can I just come in
1: and talk for a little bit? Because like, I... I don't even want to talk. I just want to listen. I'm here to listen.
0: I'm here to listen and cry and say I'm sorry profusely. Yep, that's how I would do it. <laughs> I don't know how many times I say sorry, like all the time for things I don't need to say sorry for. I'm such, I'm such Pisces. I was
1: waiting for you to say, I'm sorry after that. I feel like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can just continue your story.
0: I have gotten in an I'm sorry loop for like saying, I'm sorry. And someone will be like, stop saying, I'm sorry. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh my God. Like I'm apologizing for all of the sorries. And it was like, I realize I'm doing it. I'm sorry about that. Shit. 100% I
1: would like, I would like show up with a baked good, not a Winchester rifle. Like that's not my energy. (laughs) I'd be like, guards, you look, you look cold. Can I get you a cocoa? You're gonna, you're gonna come at people
0: with not with violence. You're gonna be like, guys, just like me. Stop being mad. Look what, look
1: how, look what I bring to the party. Literally, look at my grand gestures (laughs) and respect them. I once bought, I once bought a coffee. It was like a coffee or like a mocha or something for the person who booted my car while i was working at a caribou coffee they th- they saw me i they saw me run across the street cuz my apartment was across the street and they were like oh you parked in this lot and you you can't and so they booted my car and i paid for it and then the key for the boot broke off in the boot so i had to wait longer missing an audition <gasps> and but yet i bought them a coffee <laughs> while we were waiting what? i like apologized for, for my boot breaking their
0: key. I don't know. It's big. I been... didn't even realize booting was a like an actual thing people did anymore or that in America.
1: Oh, there are cars booted in my neighborhood all the time.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Checks out. But um I think we need a new segment or social media um bit where we just go through all of our episodes and start going through their star signs or, you know, famous events in their lives. How would we as Pisces and Leos handle this?
1: <laughs> yes, this Alexandria is what people want. is about to
0: burn down. What are you doing?
1: <laughs> I'm fixing my hair and then I'm posing in front of the fire because the flames are going to bring out my tinge of gin. <laughs> I run in I and try
0: to save all of the papyrus.
1: By crying on it. <laughs>
0: By crying on it. My tears, my tears will quell this fire. Uh, uh, mm. what a dream thank you so much for sharing this with us with me, with all of us really
1: not a typical topic but you know four seasons almost come and gone and I still hadn't covered Soapy so I owed it to my family Yeah, if you want to see hopefully I can get him to do it a video of my cousin my cousin? my brother-in-law Kaylin <laughs> who are a very close family <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> <laughs> oh you gonna <laughs> walk into traffic um you can you can do that probably over on instagram and twitter at shared pod i'll do my best i don't i don't own him
0: if you have any questions corrections or suggestions if you know something about soapy smith that we got wrong or you know something about scorpios that we did not nail right on the head please email us at shared historypodcast at gmail.com
1: We will read it. We might not agree with it, but we will read it. But
0: we will tell you how we reacted according to our own sun signs.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, 100%. (laughs) What a delight. All right, go clean up. You guys are dirty and you need to (laughs) wash yourself with some soapy smiths or something like that. I am delirious. So until next time, share Share you you later.